Hello, so welcome back to episode number three. This is the My World Podcast with myself, Liapambewe, and I'm excited to have you back here. And today I have an exciting, exciting guest. But before we get to that, I have great news. So as of July, we actually made second on the top 10 Zambian podcast chat as of July 2022. And this is under the Zambian podcast have. So that's exciting news. And thank you so much for making us number two. And we are excited for what even the rest of the year has for us. So let's not forget that this particular episode also and the, the entire podcast is brought to you by Premier Credit Zambia. So you can always take a look at them on all the social media platforms and just get started onto the peer-to-peer lending investments. <laughs> per annum in interest when you invest with Premier Credit. Visit www.premiercredit.co.zm to start investing today. So today we have a very beautiful woman, also expert in her field. Her name is Lina Lungu and she's coming from the Lusaka Securities Exchange. Lina, thank you so much for joining us today. Hi, Liaka. Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So before we jump right into our conversation, we always have the question of the day. And if you remember last episode's question was, and it was asked by Munyumba Mtwale, it was, what is the coupon rate on the seven-year bond? And we had um, Mbandu Movita King who got it right. So the answer was 9%. So 9% is the coupon on a seven-year bond. So thank you so much, Mbandu Movita King. And yeah. So we'll jump right into our conversation. We'll start by asking you, Lena, who is Lena? So you can tell us a little bit about yourself and um, what do you like to do and what do you do? Okay, thanks, Liapa. That's a very broad question because I'm a very, I don't know if you can call it complex or versatile person. Uh, So Lena Lungo, um, I am a... Oh, where to start? I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, all those <laughs> added things. Um, I'm a Christian. Um, I'm excited about all things uh, finance and um, this passion sort of uh, developed um, later on. I didn't realize I had um, this passion. I, um, when I was younger, um, I usually didn't quite understand why my parents would say, you know, when they said there's no money in the house. But I'm like, I've seen you went to the ATM and you withdrew money. And they're like, there's no money. I finally get it. Um, but they sort of molded and taught me about uh, finance, uh, investing as well. So uh, one cool, really cool thing is that uh, my parents reinvested for my education. So the reason I went to school was because my parents invested. And I went to school. My education was paid for because of the investments they made. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's something where, which I take with me and why I have so much um, uh, respect and love for the capital markets today. Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoy things, finance. Um, I'm not a number head, a more, a more creative mind. So imagine liking finance, just numbers and yes. then being more creative minded. That's why I said I'm very all over the place right there in the middle yes would you consider yourself as someone who budgets i do 
and uh, for that very reason, I was raised in a dynamic where budgeting was sort of a mandatory uh, thing, which my parents did. So I sort of uh, grew up and uh, worked with it now. So I do budget. Um, being a woman, I sometimes get carried away, uh, but the budget really does help in terms of how uh, I budget, what I budget. Investing is a big part of what my budget looks like. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yes, I do budget. <laughs> do you remember your very first investment? Like the one thing that you considered as an investment? Oh, that's difficult because uh, I don't know. You want me to say investment in the financial sense or in a personal sense? Um, what you would define as, um, as an investment? Okay, yeah, so uh, I, I did. Um, my first investment was, um, I remember when I was at uh, university, and um, I, that's when now I started now picking up the love for capital markets. There was a game I had, there was a game, it was actually a, an assignment we had to do, is that we had to mimic the stock market, and we would have fake uh, money and fake trades, but we would say we were given each uh, plus minus a million dollars and now you invest that money. Um, so I started playing around with it and I realized I'm like, oh, this is how it works. So once I discovered that I actually went on and uh, invested in shares. Um, so that was my first investment. Um, it was it was not substantial, uh, but it was something small. I started and um yeah i'm grateful i did that because now it has sort of trickled down to what uh, what i do today and i found myself in a place where i where i see and do that every day okay so now we're talking about how this love started from just a game and here you are you're actually now in the capital markets working for the Saka securities exchange so it does play a very pivotal role what are your four money tips for someone that's listening out there you're personalized, not, not, not Lina, not Lina from Luce, Lina, the budgeter. Okay. Personalized. Number one, have a budget, mm -hmm. <laughs> have a budget, uh, because that is your first point of control. Um, if you don't have a budget and you're sort of winging it, I don't think you'll ever be able to manage yourself, manage your expectations or even have goals for that matter. Your budget is a form of sort of molding those goals. So if you've got a goal to go on a holiday for, uh, in the next maybe year, you need to have a budget, you need to pay for it. So you need to map out, you're not going to find a lump sum anyhow. So how am I going to save towards that? So you need to have a budget in that sense. Um, and then secondly, uh, that's my first tip. So have a budget too. You need to be accountable. Um, having a budget is one thing. Um, and I know Liapa, this is one thing you, you harp on about is like, you can have a budget, but you need to execute. So execution is much, much easier when you are, um, held accountable by someone um so whether it's a spouse whether it's people you live with whether you need to be held accountable to say hey this is what i'm doing even if it's for one project of the budget you know to say i really want to buy um these shoes even if it's a pair of shoes and they are costing x amount of money and i need to save towards them okay then have someone there to help and guide you uh number three don't be too hard on yourself um, life happens. Please, please speak, speak on that. And I like to believe that um, a lot of people um, think you have to have it sorted or have it figured out right from the get-go. No. And I think that's what kills us at the end of the day um, because um, especially in, in, in Zambia, from my own ob observation, we have, we've sort of got a culture where 
we want to be seen as on the top and we're working everything out. It, it, it doesn't happen overnight, one. So don't be too hard on yourself. If your your income is X amount, start with that. Start with the little you have. If you're only saving, oh, a 10 quarter, you're starting. That's the point. So don't be too hard on yourself when you see others investing, saving, or having huge budgets. You know, talking about huge budgets. Start small and don't be too hard on yourself. If you mess up one month, you say, okay, how do I readjust? How do I make, uh, how do I make amends? If, for example, something goes wrong, um, you, there's an emergency here. That's why an emergency fund is very important. But if there's an emergency and you, you didn't manage to, you didn't have your the number you wanted on your emergency fund, it's okay. Um, see how you can uh, mold and uh, sort of uh, mitigate that. Um, it's, it won't be the end of the world if you tap into X amount of savings because there's an urgent emergency. So I think don't be too hard on yourself. Um, start to learn and uh, you'll grasp it. I'm on the fourth one, right? The fourth one. Yep. So the fourth one is, uh, again, on my creative side, you must spoil yourself. Um, so that's something which I know most financial planners, most people don't want to hear. Yes. But you must. <laughs> no, that's actually true. You must. Yes. And I think you can put it within your scope, your budget to say, okay, with this 50 quarter, what am I going to get for myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and as you uh, continue to budget and uh, you continue to sort of grow in whatever it is, your career, your business, whatever it is, and your income increases, you'll see that that's more um, spoiling yourself. You started to start to increase and then you start to spoil yourself with bigger things. But I think it's it's important. It's an important thing to do. You've worked hard. Um, there should be a reward at the end of the day. Uh, do it for yourself. Uh, again, life is not, uh, let's not make it as hard as it already is. Let's leave some room to, to spoil ourselves. I like the last point. And I think personally, uh, as a financial planner, I always encourage um, clients or people to actually spoil themselves. Mm. The thing is, we we try to ignore the fact that you you will find a way of spoiling yourself, whether you budget for it or not. So you're better off budgeting for it. So if you um, infuse it in your budget where you tell yourself, I have these expenses and I have this allocation towards my savings and investments, and I also have some money for entertainment. Right. Yes. So that way you, you're kind of not feeling guilty. And this is why we get, guilt trip ourselves where you don't want to look at your bank statement because you do know that your money triggers came out at some point and you found yourself shopping. So always find a way of uh, keeping some money for yourself. I, I do know you did make mention earlier when we were chatting before saying you don't like the allocations. You're better off coming up with some form of a budget, the 80-20 yes. rule. Yeah. But there is one personally that I have seen work very tremendously is it, it should be the 70-20-10 rule where 70% goes to your expenses because your expenses do take up most of your budget. Then 20% goes towards your investments and savings. And that 10% is for yourself. Right. Then go and spoil yourself. Right. Go do something for yourself. So remember that even as you get started on your investments journey, you always need to have that part for spoiling yourself. Travel, do something, anything really yeah so thank you so for uh, so much for that so now we'll jump into the the conversation about the luce I, I do know we do have a myths that we need to dispel we, i do know we we a lot of people feel it's this mammoth of an investment that i can't get into and it's only meant for the one percent wealthy or for huge financial institutions to get into but let's bring it down to the mere zambian the medium income earner, the low income earner out there, how do I get started? And before we, we get into how do I become an investor, 
uh, on the Luce. Can you give us an overview of the Luce? Yeah, I think it's important to have that overview uh, simply because you need to understand this inverted commas monster uh, before you get into the nitty gritty, right? So um, the, it used to be called the Lusaka Stock Exchange and now we've changed. I'm trying to sensitize people. It's the Lusaka Securities Exchange now. So um, it started and opened for business in 1994. So uh, by virtue of that, we've been in it for over 20 years, well over 20 years now. About 28, give or take this year. Yes, if my maths is correct. Yes. So we're almost hitting 30, in fact. So we've been in it for uh, quite a long time. Uh, the Lucia essentially, what it is, is it's a platform. Very keyword. It's a platform where uh, trading, buying and selling of these financial securities, we call them securities or instruments, if you want, financial instruments are traded. So when you come to the Lucia, it's now where this trading is happening, buying and selling, buying and selling. Um, so if you watch a lot of movies like I do, um, uh, you notice that whenever you see stock market, you see crazy people on the floor running around panicking, throwing papers everywhere. So that's the old school way of doing it, though some exchanges still maintain that, which is called the outcry system. So people who are buying and selling, literally like a market, that's why it's called the stock market, literally like a market where people are throwing up papers saying, no, I want to buy that, I want to buy this, I want to sell that, I want to sell this at different prices, right? So we've seen that sort of um, depiction in movies. It still happens in some places. But in Zambia, the system is fully automated. In other words, it happens via computer, via technology, using technology. So the platform is electronic in nature. Um, so you won't find a trading floor at Luce with people screaming and yelling. No, you won't find that. So it's fully automated. Um, so we've got a fully automated system. Uh, so it's we give it the nickname ATS or automated trading system. So this is now where all your transactions happen. Buying and selling of security. Keyword ATS. We'll keep that in the box. Yes, yeah. yes, ATS. Very important. So we've got that platform. That's why we are called a platform where securities are traded. So at the moment, we have two securities that are traded on the exchange. Number one, shares. And number two, uh, bonds. So maybe I'll just make mention on shares. On shares, it's important to sort of note that a lot of people use terms interchangeably. So sometimes you hear shares, sometimes you hear stocks, sometimes you hear equity. So they are the same thing. Um, so I want to go and buy equity. I want to go buy stocks. I want to go buy shares. Same thing. Okay. And then on the other side, on the bond side, uh, we usually call them, we give them a big cover and call them debt instruments. Okay. Which are traded also on the exchange. So that these two uh, instruments. So I'll give that as an overview. The two instruments on the Luce, which are traded, started in 94. And we are an auto, we're fully automated um, as a market. Okay. So I do know uh, when we look at market stats, uh, the market capitalization or as of 1st June 2022, and I know this report was written by you, it was highlighted by you, was sitting at 70.57 billion kwacha as of 1st June 2022, and that the LASI, you call it the LASI, which is the Lusaka Oshia Index, was seated at, do you remember, about 6,700? Yes, about 6,787. So that is just part of the overview. So now that we understand what the LUSE is, how do I become an investor? So 
what are like the step-by-step step? you can give us maybe like three or four steps on how to actually become an investor on the Luce for me as Zambian. I hope I summarize it uh, well in the three or four steps. Um, so number one, I, before you even get to transacting on the market, it would be a little tip. And I think you as a, as a financial sort of advisor to people, you have to have, it's, it's sort of a no brainer, but people forget you have to have a plan. Yes. Why are you investing? You need to ask yourself. Um, it's very, very difficult to manage your expectations. If you come to, to I want to buy shares for what? I just want to buy shares. Okay, so then when you see, when you buy shares and now you, you just look at how the market performs, you're like, this is the worst thing I ever did. Well, but that's because you didn't know, you didn't know your plan. You didn't mm, have... That's true. You What's the objective your, behind right, that right. money placement? Right, mm-hmm. right. So if you have your objectives in place, it's much easier for financial advisors, it's much easier for brokers to now guide you and say, okay, you want to get from this point to this point. Yes, now we can help you. But even for yourself you know, okay, for me to get from this point to this point, this is what I need to do, or this is what I need to invest in. And also just to note that uh, shares are actually long-term. It's a right. long-term investment. Right. So you you kind of need to have some form of patience. Right. So if you're right. going to put in money that needs to be used in the short term, you might... Um, Mismatch. Yes. Right. So I think it's, it's very important. You need to have that angle, that um, sort of understanding to say, okay, when I'm investing in this, what is it for? What is it that I want to achieve? So I think that's a starting point. Um, so if you want to become now an investor, you figured out, okay, I have got um, a thousand, let's, let's even bring it down. Let's bring it to 500 quarter or less. Let's put it at 250. So let's put it at 250 quarter. I've got 250 quarter and I want to invest this 250 quarter in shares. And let's say in the next uh, five years, this 250 quarter should go up to 2000 or 3000 quarter. How, do I, how am I going to get there? Um, so that's your plan. You've got your plan. Number two, you have to now visit a market intermediary or I'll talk about the Lusa app as well. So this market intermediary, we call them brokers or stock brokers. We have them in our market. Um, and the idea behind the stock brokers, allow me to use this analogy yes. of Hungry Lion, because we are all familiar with Hungry Lion. And Hungry Lion is just, if you haven't been to Hungry Lion and you're a Zambian, <laughs> I'm concerned. <laughs> but Hungry Lion. Uh, yes. So when you go into Hungry Lion, you enter the store. Um, the first thing you see is people who are waiting for you to take your order. Yes. All right. And so... Um, they start, they'll tell you, okay, next, please. Yes. What can I get you? You tell them a big bite two upsized mm-hmm. chips and a fruity canna. You can, you yes. can tell I go to Hungry Lion a yes. lot. <laughs> <Very> fluent. <laughs> Extremely fluent. <laughs> so, um, they, they take your order and then they'll say, once you're ordering, sometimes they go, oh, you know, we've actually got a special today. Today is something Sundays or something yes, like that yes. and this Get is what bucket I, yes. for seven pieces yes. at X amount of money you're yes. also fluent in Hungry Lion listen <laughs> <laughs> so that's the idea there's the advisory sort of part now think of a broker like that to the market when you come to a place you want to buy shares they'll say okay you want to do this and this and that okay so they, the first point is what they do is they put the order in the market on your behalf Right. So you as an individual can't sort of inverted commas come directly to the market. You're not going to the kitchen. You're, no, not, no. you're, going, you're not going direct to the kitchen right. to pick your own chicken. Right. And your exactly. Own fries. Yes. Exactly. So they have to do it for you. They have to take your order. What do you want? Right. 
So that's the first point. Uh, and the brokers do that, number one. But number two, they also advise. So in the case where you are asking, oh, I've got, a, you know, under big bite to them, they say, oh, no, what about this, this, this? It's on special today and you get a fruticana and this and that and that. It's a better... Chili or no chili. Yes. <laughs> yes. All those. Yes. So are you a high-risk person? Are you a non-high-risk mm, person? Go. Are you risk of this? There you All go. All those questions. So what are your preferences? Right. Mm. Right. So that's the idea of a broker also to give that advisory service. I know a lot of people come to the Lucy and ask, what shares should I buy? Already, remember I told you the def definition of the Lucy or what the Lucy does is the platform. By virtue of being a platform, we can't give you advisory. No. Right? Because the thing, the instruments that are trading on the market and we can't advise on those instruments, but the brokers can. Yes, that's their job. Exactly. So that's the idea. Um, so I think it's very important to have that now. So that's number two. So you've got your plan. You go to a broker and advisor. Um, another thing I would maybe add into this sort of space is um, also do your own research. I think that's cardinal. It, it is right at the top, actually. Right. Yes. You must mm. do your research. Like a broker can tell you, right? Um, or the hungry lion people. Brokers, I'm so sorry. Not hungry lion. But the point is, <laughs> they will tell you, okay, do you want chili or not? What do you advise? Okay, chili is nice. May I like chili because... So there is... A, it's, I'm not saying that they are... Um, uh, what's the word? Compromised in any way. No. What I'm saying is that you may also have your own preference, Right. So you may want to um, invest, for example, for example, in a company that deals in construction because you're familiar with it. It's something which you're in. The, so you understand how that sphere works. So you'd rather, much rather invest in something that you understand and know. So in the same vein, it's important for you to do your own research. Do your own research as to how the market works. Ask questions. Uh, ask the broker as many questions. Go and read up on it. Um, a lot of people always say like, well, yeah, you know a lot about the market. I had to read. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah. It took me time to understand what's going right. on here. Yes. Right. So you must read. You must understand what's happening. Um, Investopedia becomes your friend on definitions and stuff like that. So go ahead and do a little bit more research. Um, then with, together with the broker's um, advice and obviously going to a broker, it becomes gives you a bigger picture as to what the market is about. So that will all fall under two. I hope I'm not making my breakdown very complicated. No, no, no. So far, so good. So that's two. So after now you've seen your, your broker, your broker then would put a trade in the market for you. I mean, uh, rather not a trade, an, <laughs> an order in the market for you. Um, so when I put an order in the market, think of it as a, again, let's go back to the market analogy. That's why it's called a stock market. It, in some sense, it behaves like an ordinary market you would go to. Yes. So if you go to, um, let's say, we go to Soweto market. Yes. Right? So there are certain things which are familiar. You'll see different stands with different people selling different things. And um, there's a price uh, on each one of them. The auntie sells bananas for five kwacha. But you'll see she's got like a placard or something like that, which shows five kwacha. Um, and then there is, you know, those people who come early in the morning to deliver the produce and they are sold during the day. All that is very, very familiar because... The, so we have the wholesalers, then we have right, the, the retailers, retailers, then we have the end user. Right, mm -hmm. right. So you've got all these players and all these players are very familiar to the stock market as well. So like the... I'm really trying to summarize. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, 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 please. Um, the, the people who come with in the morning, early in the morning with the produce or whatever, that is, I would call... <laughs> 
the listed company trying to issue their shares for the first time and what is called the primary market. Yes. So this company wants to issue their shares to the to the public because they want to raise money. That's why companies come to the market. They want to raise money. So once they raise that money, yeah, they give this let's say it's oranges. The oranges which are coming to the market in a huge truck and they come they offload them um uh, in the market and then all these now retailers all of them come and like all these uh, uh stalls who want to sell the oranges all come and buy oranges from the truck guy but the truck guy just comes once yes nobody goes to the truck guy at soto market where is the truck guy I go buy oranges no you buy from the people who are on the ground so now that's what is called the secondary market now from primary you go to secondary it means those who already have oranges are going to sell to those who want oranges yes and those who get the oranges now can also sell back to somebody else and they can so now you're trading within yourselves you're buying and selling within yourself that's the secondary market and that's where now uh you lose it that's where the trading happens the transactions happen so when it comes to that it's important to note the the difference there so the primary market you hear term and it's commonly said IPO Yes. Initial public. They're raising they're raising an IPO. Right. Yes. Right. So those phrases that's happening primary going into secondary. So once you've raised the money that you want as a company, you've sold all your oranges, you get the money and off you go. You go and produce more. Yes. All right? And then there are people who have got oranges in the market and they're trading within themselves. So the idea why I'm why I'm sort of uh going on to that sort of idea is because when it comes to now trading in the market, there are listed companies now which are there. and you can select which listed company now you want to invest in each listed company has got their own unique share price depending on which companies you want to invest in hi i'm peter i make money by investing in great opportunities now come closer i want to tell you a secret do you know that there are thousands of people applying for loans every month now i know you are asking if you could start giving out loans on your own using your hard earned cash and make lots of profit wrong You and I both know that that's not a smart move. Rather, you could invest through a peer-to-peer lending platform like Premier Credit. And instead of doing it yourself, Premier Credit will lend your money out for you to people they know can pay you back with interest. Now that's smart investing. With peer-to-peer lending from Premier Credit, you can invest for the future too, just like I do. Visit premiercredit.co.za and start investing today. Investments start from as low as 500 kwacha. Terms and conditions apply. So on the blue side there's an aspect of negotiation inverted commas. Mm. The market price, the price which you see on the market prevailing at a particular point, let's say it's one quarter, right? For Zanaco shares, I'm giving an example. So Zanaco is at 2.60. 2.60. Yes. I actually wanted a very simple one so that my maths doesn't mess up because I'm tr- <laughs> So let me call it let me say company X. Yes. And give company X and I'll say okay it's at one quarter, right? Um you can either go 25% up or down of that uh, reference price or of that market price. So when you are buying or you are selling, so 25% up of uh, one quarter is one quarter 25 ngwe. Down is uh, 75 ngwe. Yes. Right? So there's your your limits. That's now the negotiating space you have now. So when you're negotiating, you're, you're trying to say okay, buyer puts in an order and says, "Okay, I want to buy shares." And obviously, maybe you want to entice a seller. A seller would want to sell higher. Right? So you'd say okay let me put it at one quarter 20 ingwe right you're still within the 25% uh, threshold so the buyer will say ah yes i want to make money off that yes and uh, i sell at that at that that amount 
But remember, it's all to do with market dynamics. If it's who is in control at what particular time, buyer or seller, that de- depends on demand. How much demand is in the market for this particular stock? Mm-hmm. There's high demand, definitely they're going to ask for prices which are higher and they'll sell. If there's a high supply or low demand, then you realize that the stock will sell cheaper than its market price. So that's all to do with market dynamics, understanding the market. A broker can help you, but you sort of start to read the market the more you look into it. So take some time. Uh, So for starters, don't get too frustrated with yourself when you don't know everything. True. It'll take some time to understand, get people to help you, but also start to read and say, oh, okay, so this is what happens in this industry. Oh, this is how this is performed. Ah, okay, so that means A, B, C, D, A, B, C. So you start to make your own... um, uh, educated, um, I don't call them guesses, yeah. <laughs> educated. Um, so you do your own research per se. Yes. We're saying you, you do your own research. Right, mm-hmm. right. It, it will eventually help you make informed decisions. Then, okay, so is this really what I want to do? Is this the company that I want to get into? Some of the things that um, personally I, I look out for, maybe I can bring it down to a personal level is, who is their CEO? Believe it or not, I'll have that in the back of their mind. How does their board look like? Okay, and what's the past performance? So those are some of the questions that you want to ask yourself and do research on. Okay, so how have they performed in the past maybe 10, 15 years? So you look at now past performances. Of course, sometimes past performances um, are not an overview of how they will perform in the future, but it kind of gives you some form of um some form of um, content that you need to understand what you're getting yourself into. Right. So have they paid dividends? Are you looking for a dividend-paying company or a non-dividend-paying company? Do you understand that dividends are not mandatory? So, um, and do you understand what we call um, capital appreciation? So how has it performed over the course of time? Because I like to believe there are a lot of people that have expectations that um, because they paid dividends last year, Mm -hmm. I kind of... kind of is mandatory for them to pay me this Mm. year. And when they don't, you're Mm. disappointed. Mm. So then how do the dynamics work? Right. So there's, I think there's quite a number of things that we need to learn for ourselves, like you've said. And most importantly, if you do pick a broker, you want to maximize on the conversation you're having with your broker. So you ask the questions and it's, it's also very, um, it's very important that even before you go to the broker, you go down with your own questions. Yes. Earn up to 50% per annum in interest when you invest with Premier Credit. Visit www.premiercredit.co.zm to start investing today. So um, I think we have spoken, you you have laid down almost like a step-by-step. So plan, tie an objective around why you are actually making that particular placement. Um, visit your stockbroker. So you have given us a very detailed explanation of how the stockbroker works and how the looser platform works and how you need to go through your stockbroker. So pick a stockbroker. And I think I, I would want you to just touch a little bit on how, what would be your tips on how to pick a stockbroker? Because there are quite a number on the market. Mm, very tricky question, but I'll, I'll, I'll say this. Um, a stockbroker is almost like, my analogy is not always great, but uh, bear with me. Um, if you want to buy milk and no more carton of milk, one liter, not fresh milk, long life milk, but anyway, you get the point. If you want to buy milk, right? And then you say, where can I buy? Yeah, but you ask, where can I buy milk from? And I'll be like, shop right, pick and pay, 
Spa Woolworths. Which other place, Melissa? Cheers. Cheers. Yep. You'll find a carton of milk. Now, it's up to you, Liapa. You've also got your own preferences of where you want to buy that milk. Some milk is more expensive than others, but at the end of the day, it's milk. It's milk. Right. So, when it comes to a broker, or people always ask, so which one do I choose? Number one, as a market, I can't tell you. You need to go and make that own selection. Preferences. Right. It comes down to preference. Some brokers may add have additional services, um, and uh, those services come at a premium. So, they may charge for that right some brokers don't it comes part of the package and when you come to them uh, and you buy your shares they may not even charge for anything like advisory or anything mm-hmm. but you still they still put the order on the market when with regardless who you go to they are registered by the luce they have been um also by the sec the sec and luce so these are people who can do the business of transacting on the market on your behalf and that's what they are made to do Anything additional to that, which is they may add a premium, they may not. It's up to you to go and check. Who are you most comfortable with? For example, I can be fine with good old ShopRite or Parmalat milk. And then Liapa says, yep, no, ooh, it's long life milk. And it's really expensive. For, for reasons left and no, yes. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes. And it's th- that's just her thing. She enjoys that sort of milk. Maybe she's because it ran through diamonds or oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, there might be an explanation for that, but that's what she enjoys. On the other hand, I just like ShopRite milk because I get the milk and uh, that's all I need. I feed my kids, you know, that sort of explanation. So it's up to you. Really, again, it comes down to research. You can uh, engage with a broker. You can call them. You can email them. You can, the details visit are all on them? the Lucy. Yes. Yeah, you can visit them. The details are all on the Lucy website. So when you go on the Lucy website, there's a part where you find a list of all the brokers. Yes. yes. And this is where now you sit down. Take a week off from work and visit different brokers. We call it shopping around. Yep. Like you're saying. Right. Shop around. See what see what you like. See what you enjoy. Uh, at the end of the day, they will be able to transact on the market on your behalf. Yep. So that's 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 my answer for, <laughs> for that. No, yep. I, I think I'm satisfied and I hope someone is satisfied out there. So you pick a broker. Uh, the broker, I do know there's, there's a little bit of a process there. They have to open your CSD account. It's almost like a two-pager, two, three-pager document. Right. There's due diligence where they'll ask for account opening details. But I do know that it it is a very simplified process. In, in about two or three days, if you have all your documentation in order, if you're doing a little bit of back and forth, you should have your CSD account opened. And after you, you, you have realized what it is that you want to get into, you actually get started and they'll tell you the availability of the stocks on the market. I do know you have launched as, as the Lucy, you have launched an app. Right. Yes. And uh, it's, uh, it's been very fun uh, since we've launched because I kid you not, the activity which has been seen on the market ever since the launch is really incredible. Um, we have um, there ordinarily before the app came, um, there may be days where there'll be transactions which happen, but very few, maybe price changes, one and two here and there. But I think there's been much more activity, and I think if you if you avidly monitor and watch the market, you'll see those changes. That's very exciting news. So we actually do know that we're growing that one percent of Zambian investors. Right. So the more we hear about more people that are investing, we're slowly growing. And one thing to note is um, investing on the stock market or stocks and shares are actually great for giant creators of wealth. So you yep. actually want to get into it. And because they are long term, you find um, 
I'll pick on a stock. Well, you you can pick on a stock, but I can. Yes. <laughs> I'll pick on a stock like um, Africa Explosives. I was doing some research on it, and I think 2010, uh, as of 2010, it closed at, should have been one, Kwacha 19 Gwei. And then as of now, it's trading at 42 Kwacha. So you can Crazy. See, now, now that is capital appreciation or capital gain. So you want to learn, let's say, over the course of time, you've you've managed to maybe accumulate ten thousand shares, mm-hmm. maybe between then and five years. Mm-hmm. But then between twenty ten and twenty twenty two, that ten thousand shares has actually appreciated by like forty kwacha. Yes, that is unheard of. Right. That that's that's and quite And I think huge. people people yes. take that for granted whenever they're looking at uh, the stock market. Um, as we said, sort of, stop, you've got to be patient um, for you to realize uh, returns. Um, the example that you've given is a really good one. Um, together with a lot of others, it's not just unique to that company. Most of the stocks on the loose have appreciated over time. In fact, globally. Most stocks on the stock market appreciate over time. You may say, oh, no, it's crashing. It's probably just for a short time. It starts mm-hmm. to appreciate. But markets do correct themselves. That's they the do. beauty. Yes. They do. Okay. No, I do know quite a number of people have been waiting to to at least hear an, an in-depth, well-explained version of how the Lusa works. So going forward, we should be expecting your app um, to blow up again. Blow up greater than it already is. So we will be winding up. And also, one thing that we forgot to mention is congratulations. I do know last year the Lusa was named number one stock market in Africa. So this has been the My Wealth podcast with myself, Liapambewe, and I was hosting a very beautiful and um well vested in her field so lena lungu is uh, head business development at the lusaka securities um, exchange and she has spelled some beautiful gems for us so lena thank you so much we appreciate you thank you so much Liapa, for having me it's been good and i hope these this information is helpful when you're out there no it has been i do know um, and and I live in the world of finance and I still learned quite a bit. So thank you so much. So refreshing, absolutely refreshing. So remember that you can find the My Wealth podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Podbean. So download that and you'll always get a notification when we have a new episode. Thank you so much and have a pleasant day.